The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It does not constitute legal or other professional advice. If you require legal advice, you should consult a lawyer. No one connected with this podcast in any way whatsoever can be responsible for your use of the information discussed. The views and opinions expressed are those of the podcast and do not represent the opinions of any other person, entity, agency, organization, employer, or company. These views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Welcome to Leap, Legal Issues in Policing, a podcast blending the demands of the book with the rulings from the bench through the lens of the badge. Police officers with a solid understanding of the law and their legal powers are more confident, competent, and effective. Each and every episode will examine a legal issue in policing by reviewing current Canadian criminal case law from coast to coast to coast. Be prepared to uncover a legal lesson that will improve your decision making. Now let's leap in. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Mike Novakowski, your podcast host. In this first episode, I would like to explain my mission for launching this podcast. I recently retired from policing after 32 years on the job. During that time, I noticed many officers thought they knew what the law said, but had not read the law or any cases interpreting it. Every day across Canada, courts release decisions which are made available on court websites and reporting services. Sometimes it appears the courts are speaking directly to the police. It's as if they say, hey, here are the rules you must follow. However, the mere publication of a judgment does little for police officers unless it is acted upon. As professionals, police officers must complete the feedback loop from what the courts are telling them. Officers need to learn about and discuss the cases as they are released. Each case usually has a nugget or two that may be helpful in a future investigation. Detention and arrest, search and seizure, use of force, the right to counsel and statements. These are all important topics police officers need to understand. A failure to appreciate and correctly apply the law can lead to serious consequences, including criminal and civil sanctions against officers, disciplinary action, and the exclusion of evidence. The factually guilty can walk free and officers become frustrated by the process. Failing to utilize the full breadth of police authority can often inhibit effective police investigations. Knowledge of case law is fundamental for all police officers. Without knowing what the courts have deemed as acceptable police action, police decisions often become an uneducated guessing game. Police officers will sometimes do more than they have to or less than they are supposed to. Recently, in a 2022 case called R.V. Tim, the Supreme Court of Canada said, and I quote, Canadians rightly expect the police to follow the law, which requires the police to know the law. There is no doubt that police departments and individual officers are subject to intense scrutiny. In Canada, the police are subject to multiple layers of oversight, investigation, and accountability. In British Columbia, for example, this includes the Independent Investigations Office, the Office of the Police Complaints Commissioner, Police Services, WorkSafe BC, the BC Coroner's Office, the BC Human Rights Tribunal, and various local police boards. Other jurisdictions have their own oversight bodies similar to BC. RCMP officers are subject to oversight by the Civilian Review and Complaints Commission. In Ontario, oversight bodies include the Office of the Independent Review Director, the Special Investigations Unit, and the Ontario Civilian Police Commission. It is the very nature of your work that lends itself to complaints, lawsuits, media attention, and courtroom critique of police investigations. Police officers must firmly grasp the ever-changing legal landscape under which they carry out their duties. Without a solid understanding of the scope of police legal authority, police officers can find themselves unknowingly exceeding their powers. I have also noticed that officers today are more often being asked to explain the why behind what they did. This is important because the lawfulness of a police action often turns on an officer's subjective reason for the action they took. Motive matters. Routine police procedure stating I always do it this way will often not pass constitutional muster. Understanding why you do what you do and being able to explain it is so important. For example, in R.V. Caslake, another decision of Canada's Supreme Court, the accused was arrested for possessing marijuana and his car was towed by police and later searched. During a warrantless search of the car, the police found $1,400 in cash and some cocaine. The officer testified that the only or sole reason he searched the vehicle was to comply with policy requiring that the contents of the towed vehicle be inventoried. 
By a 4-3 majority, the Supreme Court found the search was unreasonable because it was not authorized by law. Unfortunately, the authority offered by the officer for the search was police policy, not the common law power of search incidental to arrest. Had the officer said he was searching for evidence as an incident to the drug arrest, the search would have been lawful. But he didn't. Even though, objectively, a legitimate purpose for the search existed, it was not the purpose for which the officer said he searched. Because the officer failed to turn his mind to search incident to arrest before searching, the search fell outside the scope of the common law power. The officer's purported policy search could not be justified based on the fact that he would have had objective grounds if he had conducted a search incident to arrest. The court nevertheless admitted the evidence under Section 24.2 and upheld Caslake's convictions because, in part, the officer had the necessary objective grounds for the search but just didn't know it. This podcast is intended for those police officers who want to get better at their job. Those officers that want to know as much, if not more, than those who prosecute, defend against, or adjudicate their cases. This is for cops, about cops. In my view, the number one way to stay informed and at the top of one's game is to consume and digest case law. Case law will help you stay sharp as you learn your way around the system and how it works. When I read case law, I am always looking for the rule that emerges. The golden nugget. The fundamentals of a power. The legal framework a cop needs to know when they are forced to make a decision. Can I frisk this detainee? Can I kick in the door to this house? Can I search this arrestee's car? After all, any cop who wants the information can and should access it. But this takes effort and energy. But not only do you need to know the law, you also have to know policy and tactical considerations. Tactics matter. Officer safety is a priority. You have to consider and apply the law while at the same time protecting yourself and others. This is a tall order. And all without the benefit of a timeout or adjournment like lawyers and judges can take advantage of. You also don't have the benefit of an assistant to do your research for you or argument from both sides to help you frame the issue. Nor do you have the luxury of making the rules up as you go along. And there is no benefit of hindsight. You must often choose your actions under stress on the street, not the calmness of a courtroom. I understand the competing interests the police must navigate when the individual's interest in being left alone slams up against society's interest in effective law enforcement. I know what it is like to be standing on the doorstep of a house with my sense of duty pulling me through the door and the charter pushing me back. But I also know that courts are reluctant to give the police bright or hardline rules. The facts of a case matter as courts apply the rules they impose. Even our Supreme Court can sometimes agree on the legal rule concerning a police power, but find themselves unable to agree on the application of the rules to a particular set of facts. For example, in the police dog sniff case of R.V. McKenzie, five Supreme Court judges found the police had the necessary reasonable suspicion to justify using a canine to sniff a car for drugs. Four judges did not. This means five judges found what the police did was charter compliant, while four found a serious charter breach and would have excluded the evidence. If these nine jurists can't agree, after thinking about it for more than eight months and hearing submissions from no less than four interveners, how easy can it be for the police while investigating at the roadside and deciding to use a dog within minutes of the traffic stop? The fact is, over the last four years, from 2018 to 2021, the Supreme Court of Canada rendered a split or non-unanimous decision more than 50% of the time. Think about that. More than half the time, the judges of Canada's top court don't agree. In this podcast, I will be speaking directly to police officers although lawyers and judges may benefit too. I will do my best to explain the law, the law you actually need to do your job. An officer who absorbs this information will likely use it to their advantage. Think about it. If you are on top of search law, your searches will probably be lawful and challenging to defeat in court. And you also need to be aware of the legal hotspots. As a cop, you will not always be able to control the mess you are walking into. But if you are aware of the danger zones, the whole process just got a little bit less stressful if you understand the law. It is no secret that a police officer must often make decisions in a moment's notice, without the luxury of reflection, and then defend their actions at every turn. You certainly don't have the benefit of hindsight, 
But by understanding case law and gaining insight into how courts interpret the law, you will learn how best to choose your response to a situation and explain why you did what you did. And even if you misapply the rules, even if you get it wrong, because you took the time and effort to understand them, a judge may find you acted in good faith. This plays a big part in the Section 24.2 analysis, whether the evidence will be excluded or admitted. What's your 20? Where are you at with knowing and understanding the law? If you are case law curious, this is the podcast for you. Each episode will look at a specific case and legal rule relevant to policing to help you up your legal game. Some episodes will summarize existing legal precedent, giving you something to think about or turn your mind to when you make those tough decisions. Other episodes will focus on police disciplinary decisions designed to help you stay out of hot water. My goal is to keep the content of each episode to no more than 10 minutes, although some episodes may take a deeper dive and be a bit longer. Rather than getting a blast of training once a year or every second year like many other programs, firearms and use of force come to mind, I hope you will engage these micro-sessions on a regular basis. If you think this podcast would interest others, please share it. If you would like to contact me for any training needs, you can email me at legalissuesinpolicing at gmail.com. That's legalissuesinpolicing at gmail.com. And remember, be careful what you practice. You might get good at it. Be smart. Stay safe.